Welcome to the Horse Talk Show. You never heard of a talking horse? With your host, Louisa Barton. I want to be a famous rider. I should like to race. Presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Truth is, I help horses with people problems. Now here's the Brit on the bit, Louisa Barton! Yeah, baby! Larson Farms is our TV broadcast sponsor. Mr. Richard Larson, a man of great integrity, cares about every single bale of hay and about taking care of his customers. He also has a huge heart for those genuinely in need. Larson Farms, Idaho's finest alfalfa. Welcome to the Horse Story Show presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care. Thank you to Larson Farms, our TV broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. Aren't you glad that before it gets sent to Equus Television, we're going to chop the front off where we were like clueless that we were actually on air? Hi, I've got dancing Pete Roder with me from Complimentary Horsemanship. And um, we're very glad. And this is Louise Barton. Thank you. Louise R. Louisa Barton. Barton. We hope you had a very nice Christmas. Uh, we hope the holiday uh, was wonderful and that you're looking forward to a bright and cheery new year coming up very soon. Ooh. If you got a horse for Christmas, please comment below. We'd love to hear about um, if you got a horse for Christmas. If you didn't get a horse for Christmas and you wanted one, you can also comment below. When I was a little girl, I wanted a um, West Highland Terrier one Christmas and there was a box under the tree and I knew there was not a West Highland Terrier in the box. Did you shake the box? (laughs) Well, I thought there was a note in the box that told me where the dog was and there wasn't. And it was a cash register, you know, those things we used to use, but it was a toy cash register with toy money in it. So I thought perhaps the note was in the drawer, but it wasn't. And then I thought maybe the dog was in the garage or the backyard, and it wasn't. And I've never quite got over it. Oh, no. So if you thought something should neigh under your tree and it didn't, (laughs) um, you can tell us about that too. We're going to start off with some very, very deep condolences on a much more serious note, um, and that is to the staff at Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care, and also to the family of Dr. John Peterson. Um, Extremely saddened to announce his passing. Uh, Along with Dr. Johnny Mac Smith, he started the practice in 1981, played a key role. He actually continued to practice until 2017. Over the years, he had a huge impact um, on the practices within this excellent uh, veterinary clinic and um, was obviously a very, very important part of the beginning, the founding, and obviously the success, and continued to support the staff uh, there at the hospital uh, until his passing. So our deepest condolences and sympathy to his family members, friends, and, of course, to the staff at Peterson and Smith, um, and just uh, thoughts and, uh, and prayers for everybody connected we're always saddened to hear such thing, and he did um, pass away uh, on December 25th. So our hearts absolutely go out to everybody connected there and uh, eternally grateful to him for all that he did to contribute to the well-being of all of our horses. And Peterson and Smith helped so many uh, horses across the across the horse capital and beyond. So um, very, very grateful to his contribution to that. So on another sad note, it was very sad to hear that Code of Honor had passed away. Uh, apparently had a really, really bad bout of colic um, that was was not recoverable and um, had to be euthanized. So our thoughts and prayers certainly do go out to all connected there. Absolutely phenomenal um, racehorse. And um, I think somewhere we have a photo of when we met him at the uh, at the backside of the track. So uh, definitely saddened to uh, hear about that. This week we have a slightly different lineup for you because we're going to do a best of... And um, we've got some some great pre-recorded segments that you're going to enjoy. We have um, winter for your horse and preparations for that with Dr. Kayot. And then Gigi might have to remind me of what else we have. I think we have um, Brad Boland from Lip Chip, uh, who's going to be on with us when he uh, when he chipped Flynn. 
And um, I think we've got Mandy McCutcheon. So we're going to do some some raining. And then we've got at the end some epic laser, I think. What did she say? Oh, yes, Lisa and Fia. The Mustang trip across the United States of America, Ooh. which is pretty cool. Um, but while we're talking about really cool things, we've actually got a photograph to show with, share with you. If you're joining us on Facebook or TV, you can see this. This is really, really cool. This is Rudy Helmuth. He posted this with his Clydesdales and a zebra at Duncan Donuts. That's a zebra. Where you may be able to get yogurt. Do they have yogurt at Dunkin' Donuts? Probably. Can you believe the word of the week is yogurt? Yogurt. Yogurt. Well, this is a fun picture of, could you imagine being the person working the drive-thru when When, they ordered? Rudy does some of the funniest things. So can I tell you why? Let me tell you why this hitch is at Dunkin' Donuts. I got a call to say the county were coming to tow the hitch because it was still downtown from the Christmas parade. And this was just the other day. So I had to text Rudy and say, Rudy, the county's about to pull your hitch away. And he said, oh, my gosh, I forgot it was there. <laughs> so this was, he went down to uh So he it packed up. up all the horses and the zebra. And... and went and got it, yeah, so that it wouldn't get towed. So, um, and perhaps he pulled through there because he, he was wanted some yogurt. And the Dunkin' true. Donuts maybe has yogurt. <laughs> and then you definitely... Um, can't beat a yogurt from well, Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> I learned it's not... That's sh- our word of the week. I learned that it's not showing off if you can do it, so he's not showing off because he, he he obviously did it. He did it. So that's pretty awesome. He's a, uh, he's a pretty cool character and um, some nice horses that he sells there, and we certainly had a wonderful ride at the Christmas parade, and uh, it was pretty neat. Does the zebra drive? I guess that's what they're trying to teach him. Oh, wow. Zebra. Why is it Yogurt zebra? and zebra. <laughs> What's a zebra? The the alphabet is A to Z. Oh, okay. A to Z. A to Z. What else do we have? We have some other things. Oh, yes, that's right. We have Gentle Carousel. This actually ends tomorrow. So if you're tuning in on the radio and the TV, this will actually be over. But there is a link um, up on the screen right now on Facebook. And if you copy that link, it will take you straight to the voting for Gentle Carousel Miniature Therapy Horses to win the $10,000 in marketing money. They're going to give it to a 501c3. And as I said, the voting is over tomorrow, and they are pretty close. I think they're either in first or second place right now. They're in first place right now. So let's kill it tonight and hit that link and um, vote for them. They do so much good work. And don't forget the Spirit Walk. Um, It's just going to be on the second Saturday of the month, I think, starting in January, that you can do at the Horse Protection Association of Florida. Check that out. Definitely a very worthy course. Also, we'll be back in just a few minutes, and we're going to have pre-recorded with Dr. Kayot, and this is going to be helping you take care of your horses in the winter. It's cold outside. (laughs) This portion of the show is presented by Peterson & Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care, and our TV broadcast sponsor is Larson Farms. Idaho's finest alfalfa. Supporting sponsors are DAC Vitamins and Minerals, Seminole Feed Stores, Lip Chip LLC, Piranha, Florida HVAC Services, Crystal Cryo, Ocala Dog Ranch, and The Drinking Post. This show is brought to you in part by DAC Vitamins and Minerals of Florida. All horses need a solid immune system, excellent joint support, a healthy gut, And DAC has all the vitamins and minerals they need with the NASC stamp of approval. So like them on Facebook now or go to feeddac.com. DAC, it makes a world of difference. With over 70 years of collective experience in the horse industry, Lipchip was built with integrity by horsemen for horsemen. Introducing the ChipLink system, powered by Lipchip, where a 15-digit unique ID becomes a key to unlock not only identity, but also health paperwork, owner information, and even photos of each horse. So simple, even a child can do it. The future is here. The future is Lipchip.
The Horse Talk Show broadcasts from the CEP's equine studios in downtown Ocala in the horse capital. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. I'm Louisa Barton for the Horse Talk Show and Equus Television here at Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital in Complete Care. We have Dr. Adam Kayot here, and he's going to help us make winter manageable. Dr. Kayot, what sort of advice can you offer us for winter? It's not always very long here in Florida. It's quite, we're quite fortunate we don't get snowed in much. I almost feel bad about talking about this <laughs> this problem down here. I mean, it's like it's like really. Um, so they're listening to us in Germany. England, Australia, <laughs> New Zealand, Kentucky. So we're talking to all of you, not all of us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, uh, one of the one of the biggest things we have down here, and, and, and honestly, it can get very chilly. It was in the 20s this year, this winter, several times. So it can get cold. Uh, and horses are not used to it down here. Certainly blanketing them is, is, is an, a nice thing to do. Um, if they have a big nice, that was <laughs> nice. Yeah, yes, nice, nice, nice thing nice. to do. Um, uh, certainly, if they have a nice winter coat, you know, long woolly coat, you probably don't have to worry about that unless they get wet, and then they can get then they can get cold. Um, make sure that they have water that's accessible. A lot of these guy, a lot of these guys don't want to end up drinking the water because the water's cold. So. And they are like, you know, horses can be a little prima donnas sometimes. So, you know, they don't want to stick their noses in the cold water and drink it, which just is just funny because I, <laughs> you know, I grew up in Ohio and we had to, you know, yeah, break so the break ice break and the, the whole thing. Yes, me too. You know, so, um, you know, th those can be issues because then they end up not drinking and they, they're eating dry hay and, you know, that, that can lead to impactions. So, um, impaction colic. So, um, we certainly. tend to up our hay in the winter, mm -hmm. so bearing yep. that in mind, if they're drinking less yep. and they're suddenly yep. getting these huge piles of hay, then that could be a problem. And if you're down here and you're, you know, you you have a show horse, a lot of times they are, you know, they've been body clipped, so they look pretty for the show ring, and you just took all that, you know, protection against the cold off of them. Um, certainly, you need you need blankets to help them out get them in out of the weather best you can um, you know even just a wind break is is better than you know better than nothing you don't necessarily have to have a big fancy elaborate barn with a stall but anything where they can get out of the wind and 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 break that against them because it tends to be windy down here in the in the winter as well um, those all help salt uh, um, uh, access to a salt lick is good because that then encourages them to drink and that that ends up being being most of the problem um so you know, one of the things i've noticed talking about prima donnas is horses don't like dirty water and so if your troughs aren't in the summer when it's very hot they're like it's dirty oh well i'll drink it but in the winter if it's dirty they're like mm, i'm not that thirsty so keeping those those whatever you're doing for water out in the field keep it really nice and clean yeah and pay attention because you get those nice horses like the poop in their water bucket mm-hmm Yes. Those are always pleasant. Oh, I know. That does happen. Oh, you're that definitely so, happens. I know. You're it's so like, right. How do you do that? Why? <laughs> it's so gross. Up to it. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, clean water is uh, is good all the time, but certainly in the winter because, like like I said, they, they aren't stimulated as much to drink. Um, so so certainly if it's if it's dirty or whatever, they're going to be less likely to than, than in the winter where they're really, I mean, in the summer when they've been sweating or whatever and they're really thirsty and they got to drive to drink that doesn't happen as much in the winter so um, certainly having that clean water available uh, a, a place to get in out of the cold um, and, and certainly blankets and that sort of thing and nice bedding and, and will, will help you know um, keep them warm certainly the, if you the more they eat as far as roughage goes that helps generate body heat as well and and that's usually the case because the grass isn't great down here double it overnight yeah no that could cause a problem yeah, the no. horse is used to digesting this much exactly suddenly you're doubling that dry matter and they've maybe halved the amount of water yeah. so that could be yeah. a problem just be, just because it's winter time doesn't mean you change your strategy in feeding a horse it, any any change in feed to a horse needs to be gradual over over a, a period of time um, that goes for any time of the year mm -hmm. you know um, horses have very sensitive digestive systems and they need to have time to adjust otherwise you can have all sorts of problems absolutely and i add a little i have salt blocks year round in the field but then i add 
sprinkles of salt to the feed as well to help them be a bit more thirsty. That, that's that's good. You just have to be careful because sometimes they don't. It gets too salty and they, they it becomes less palatable and they don't want to eat that. But if they're if your horses are eating it and no problem, then rock on. Yep, absolutely. Just year round, I do it, and that makes it nice. And I actually make them slop year round. Oh, yeah. They get wet feed. Yeah. Then I know they're drinking. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> that certainly helps. And, and, you know, I do recommend that for a lot of my geriatric horses yep. that their teeth aren't in such good shape mm -hmm. and they can't chew up the food particularly well. Um, they get mashes and mm -hmm. cream of wheat and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I generally make a, a slop out of my oil, feed, salt. And I just, then I know if they didn't drink last night, this morning. Barton stew. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. It's Barton stew. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna actually, I'm gonna take your picture for you. You wait until you see. It looks good. Smells good. Perfect. <laughs> Sounds delicious. Uh, any other recommendations for the for the winter months? I think that you know, I think that about about uh, covers it. You know, um, like I said, luckily winter down here is not too long, but it can get cold and uh, it can get real cold. And, um, and we have the dramatic change here. We might go from 80 to 30 in a 24 hour period as well. Yeah. And that, that, that's probably the harder thing, you know, because you do have that great, you know, it'll be 20 today and make it up to 40 and then it'll be 75 the next day. Um, so, so that can be a little bit harder on them. Uh, certainly summer heat is much harder on horses than cold weather. They were initially cold weather animals before we brought them into you know into the tropical climate so they they do handle cold better than they they handle um, excessive heat but um, certainly if they aren't used to it you need to manage it sure absolutely any last dr chaos tips for our listeners doesn't have to be winter just uh, just a couple of vet tips like become a vet number one <laughs> yeah it'd be nice we need we need a few um you know, just know your horse, you know, just know your horse and, and, and be aware of uh, and, and, and people that, that typically have their animals and they see them every day and um, they know when when something's not quite right. And um, and hopefully, you know, uh, be communicative and tell that to, to your to your veterinary professional that, that you have. And uh, hopefully they listen and, and, and they're able to uh, address the issues that you might have. But just know your animal. I think you just hit the nail right on top of the head because no one else can tell your horse like you you're, you know your horse. If you've had your horse for a little while and you've seen his or her behavior, when they do something totally out of character, you're going to notice it. I think that's one thing that's really important. So even if you have caretakers who help you, when you get a new horse, observe it for a little bit to see the sorts of things that are normal for that horse. Then when there is a change, you're going to be the first one to go, oh, that's a little, that may be something to call a vet about, yep. maybe a concern. Wonderful. Peterson and Smith, Equine Hospital and Complete Care 352. 237-6151 if you have any questions and on the website as well and of course on all their social media outlets they regularly have blogs and topics information shared from experiences that veterinarians have had they have a lot of ambulatory vets so you're not necessarily stuck with Dr. Kayot although I must say I'm always glad to be stuck with him but not happy to see him uh, especially not at my farm uh, yeah you get that a lot yeah how does that feel nobody really wants to see you right <laughs> He does an incredible job. We're so thankful uh, for his um, dedication to his job, how much he loves it. Obviously, his clients and the horses that they love and also his dedication to being with us each week on the show to help uh, educate and share all the idiosyncrasies and crazy things uh, that we have happen with the horses that we love. I'm Louisa Barton here with Dr. Adam Kayot at Peterson and Smith for the Horse Talk Show and Equus Television. This portion of the show is presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care. And our TV broadcast sponsor is Larson Farms, Idaho's finest alfalfa. Supporting sponsors are DAC Vitamins and Minerals, Seminole Feed Stores, Lip Chip LLC, Piranha, Florida HVAC Services, Crystal Cryo, Ocala Dog Ranch, and The Drinking Post. Crystal Cryo offers cryo skin facials, cryo slimming, and cryo toning. All non-invasive with no skin damage, no discomfort, no recovery time. And Cryo offers a healthier alternative for anti-aging. Boost collagen and freeze fat cells. Check them out now at crystalcryo.net. Crystal Cryo, a beauty spa specializing in body contouring to enhance confidence with self-care one body at a time. 
This show is brought to you in part by Seminole Feed Stores, family-owned since 1934. Manufacturing fixed-formula horse feeds with mindful monitoring and quality ingredients right here in Ocala in an all-natural, non-medicated feed mill. Seminole Feed, simply the world's best and safest feed. Like them on Facebook now or find them at SeminoleFeed.com. Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care seeks to be a leading international veterinary practice that provides state-of-the-art veterinary care to their patients while fostering professional relationships with their clients that stand the test of time. For 24-7 and the best in equine care, check out Peterson and Smith at petersonsmith.com or like them on Facebook now for more information. The Horse Talk Show broadcasts from the CEP's equine studios in downtown Ocala in the horse capital. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. I'm Louisa Barton for the Horse Talk Show and Equus Television on all smart TV networks. And I am here with Brad Bolin of Lipchip LLC. And we have Flynn, a.k.a the Sundance Kid here munching behind us. And we're going to talk a little bit about Lipchip and about the technology and about what it can do for you, your horses, um, certainly for the horse show world and travel as we know it for horses crossing state lines. There's so many benefits to this product um, that we haven't even touched on yet on the show. So having Brad here with us in Florida is fantastic and a great opportunity to learn more about what Lipchip can do and the benefits. So, Brad, thanks for being here with us. Lovely to meet you in person. Uh, tell us a little bit, first of all, about how Lipchip got started. Uh, I've been training horses for uh, 31 years now. And all these years, uh, people have always asked me, we need to stop uh, the problem with the identification and tracking these horses and keep up with their health records. And I said, well, let's do something. Well, nobody ever did anything. They just talked about it. So. About three and a half years ago now, I drew it up and just kind of at my house, just kind of looked at it and I said, I'm, I'm going to do this. So I sent it in, uh, the patent attorney took it and he goes, you know what? He said, it's the fastest patent we ever got in 35 years as a patent attorney. So we started working with it and uh, we've worked with some of the major breed associations. Uh, we started working with some of the major veterinarians and uh, we got our placement down to where it's in the lip. And then we started working on the tech. Uh, we hired pretty smart labs out of Austin, uh, Antonio Rodriguez. He does all of our tech work. And my daughter does uh, a lot of work for the company. She's a marketing director. And then we have some liaisons, Julie Farr and Dwayne Hartzell. But it's taken off from there, and, and it's really starting to, to get a foothold now. Now, talk to me a little bit about, like, the integrity of horse sports and, and particularly racing that seems to be always under the microscope uh, in our world today and, and how this can help um, with, you know, situations of, that are when the integrity is under question, how Lipchip can play that role. Well, most people don't understand that there's so many, there's so many multiple things out there. And so the way I like to explain Lipchip is like a wagon wheel. So we're the hub. And so we have portals built to where everybody that wants to be a part of the app can be part of the portal. And so we take that portal and let's say, we're talking about racing, so let, let's, that's my specialty, so let's do racing. So we have a portal for the owners, and so we have a portal for the attending veterinarians. We have a portal for the, uh, the regulatory veterinarians. We have a portal for the racetracks. We have a portal for the ARCI, American Racing Commission International, which is the body that overlooks the regulatory bodies. And then there's, there's all together we have 22 portals. So let's say we get a, first off, you have to identify these horses. And a lot of the problem they're having now, especially with some thoroughbred horses, is migration out of the nuchal ligament. And so they, 
they put a, the identifiers kind of in a bad spot because you get a dark bay or brown filly, she comes in and they can't find that microchip, well, then you got a real problem. How do you ID that horse? So with, with the microchip in the lip, we have less than 1% migration, but also the way our system is set up is in real time. So once you hit that microchip, it brings everything in in real time off of those portals, the information. So let's say you're, you're this horse's owner. You got his pyro, probably you don't have a pyroplasmosis because he's not traveling, but in the race racing world, we have pyroplasmosis, Coggins, and then health certificates. So in the beginning of, I believe it's 2023, that we're gonna start to where everything is gonna be digital for your federal documents, uh, all your health certificates. Most of the health certificates are digital now, but it will bring them all in. So we'll have it where the data goes back and forth between the veterinarians and us, the Coggins and Pyros come in, it attaches to that microchip number, the unique 15 digit identification number. That's the key because that's what everything goes to that number. Well, that number cannot be changed. You know, tattoos wear out, people, you know, People, I hate to say it, but, you know, they try to tear them out of their mouths or burn them out of their mouths. It's just really barbaric. But, and then with the microchip, it doesn't matter if they put it in the nuchal ligament or the lip. We can pick it up with our readers, and then it goes into our app, and we have all the information at your fingertips. So, last night we were visiting, and we were talking about these events for biosecurity. I like to call it biosecurity, and I don't know what else to call it, but... Um, I've been to a couple of racetracks over the last six or seven years that have had, you know, uh, equine herpes uh, breakouts in the neurological, and it's a terrible disease, and it spreads so quickly. And with ours, they're going to start mandating to get some of these passports for FIA and uh, Yusuf and all those that these horses have to be temped four days in a row uh, before you can get a um, a health certificate well do you want to load this horse every day go to the go to uh the clinic no we can do it where you can put a, a thermal microchip in them read it it goes into real time and it tells you what his temperature is send it over to the veterinarian he knows that he's been tempted every day no way to cheat it because there's only one of those microchips and then he can say okay well he's been tipped four times this week here is your health certificate so incredible. that's incredible technology and that's going to save people a lot of time money energy uh and the horse a lot of aggravation having to be tempted every day for four days that's a that's a lot of effort to go travel to see him one time but doesn't mean he has to see him four days in a row to take right. a horse's temperature right. and you know it's transparency and it keeps people honest and a lot of people are not honest as far as checking horses in at the racetrack that don't belong i mean uh, one of the big herpes uh, outbreaks on a racetrack that I was at was because the horse's, uh, the horse's uh, credentials had expired and the horse hadn't been vaccinated. The horse hadn't been, didn't have a health certificate on it and they went ahead and took it in. And so, you know, that's what caused the whole outbreak. And basically, you know, I'm not saying that outbreaks don't happen anyway, but most of the time it's usually for some kind of reason that it happens. Sure, and that happens at showgrounds all the time. You know, we have that problem where it sh shuts everything down and those that can leave and everybody else gets quarantined. So that can be a real big deal in a major a major show, like, a, you know, show jumping, Grand Prix coming up um, and people all have to leave um, or quarantine. And that can be really, that can complicate things and ruin an event for people as well as the horse's health. So having a system where people can check in and you know they're vaccinated and what they're up to date on is, in my opinion, priceless for these horse events. And we have so many of those here. You know, and the, and the neatest thing is that we can now uh, start building them the passports. I call it a passport, but I mean, they have the passports for the horses coming across and it's got their information in it. But we can track everything from the time. If we want to microchip a baby at two days old, you can microchip him and you can start adding information to him immediately. So you got a book by the time this horse is 25 years old, you go back and you sell him and you go, oh, wait, you know what? He had a, a shot of this on this or he colicked on this day or whatever. Oh, 
So it's in it's in, in real time. So say you buy a horse, you don't know anything about him, and he starts colicking on you. And you go, wow, that's kind of weird. Maybe, maybe it's something I fed him. Well, then maybe he colics again. Okay. Well, then you go back and you go, oh, wait, wait, wait. This horse right here has got has had a problem for years, and he can't be fed like like you said this right. horse. Okay. He has to be fed, fed a particular kind of hay. And right. So you know the thing about it is is it's it's in real time. It shows transparency, but most of all, it takes care of the animal. Wow, that went flew by fast. We got a lot of information there on Lipchip, and we're going to have a video to share with you as well uh, so you can actually see how the process happens. I want to thank Brad Boland so much from Lipchip LLC. You can find them on Facebook and on the web, lipchipllc.com. I'm Louisa Button for the Horse Talk Show. Welcome back to the Horse Talk Show. You never heard of a talking horse? Well, listen to this. <laughs> With your host, Louisa Barton. What does it feel like to be in love with a horse? Presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Back in the saddle again. Now, here's your pretty, pretty Louisa Barton. You're fab, you're switched on, you're a bit of all right. Yes. <laughs> yeah, baby. Yeah. Larson Farms is our TV broadcast sponsor. Mr. Richard Larson, a man of great integrity, cares about every single bale of hay and about taking care of his customers. He also has a huge heart for those genuinely in need. Larson Farms, Idaho's finest alfalfa. With over 70 years of collective experience in the horse industry, Lipchip was built with integrity by horsemen for horsemen. Introducing the Chiplink system, powered by Lipchip, where a 15-digit unique ID becomes a key to unlock not only identity, but also health paperwork, owner information, and even photos of each horse. So simple, even a child can do it. The future is here. The future is Lipchip. This show is brought to you in part by DAC Vitamins and Minerals of Florida. All horses need a solid immune system, excellent joint support, a healthy gut, and DAC has all the vitamins and minerals they need with the NASC stamp of approval. So like them on Facebook now or go to feeddac.com. DAC, it makes a world of difference. This hour of the Horse Talk Show is presented by Palm Chevrolet in Ocala, where the entire team is committed to making your experience in sales and service hassle-free and easier than ever with no games or gimmicks. Come in and visit on Southwest College Road or online at palmchevrolet.com. A second-to-none experience with all the amenities. Palm Chevy, find new roads. The Equine Performance and Innovative Center, situated on 30 pristine acres in the horse capital of the world, is one of the finest and most complete conditioning and rehab centers for equines and canines in the nation, including an equine hyperbaric chamber, aqua pacer, water treadmill, cold water leg spa, equine swimming pool, Eurosizer, and more. Epic equine veterinarians specializing in rehab and conditioning. For more information, go to epcrehab.com or find them on social media. The Horse Talk Show broadcasts from the CEP's equine studios in downtown Ocala in the horse capital. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. I'm Louisa Barton with the Horse Talk Show and Equus Television here at the World Equestrian Center for the North American Reigning Stakes. And we have a little um, reigning royalty here, so I'm, I'm kind of honoured. I want to thank Shannon Rafer so much for getting us the opportunity to talk to the McCutcheon family. And I have Mandy here, and it's, um, it's definitely an honour. So, Mandy, tell us, I, I studied up a little bit on you, and you started out as a, as a hunter-jumper with Peppermint Peppermint Bomb Bomb, that's it, I love that name. And you did you did Hunter Jumpers and actually added reining later and did both all the way through, I think, the birth of your first child. Um, tell us how the how kind of how you got started in the Hunter Jumper world and then how you balanced doing both so well 
Well, actually, I started doing the all-around way before I did the hunters and jumpers. I did the horsemanship, the showmanship, all that. My parents, Tim and Colleen McQuay, had a business doing everything. My mom did the English part. My dad did the Western part. So we kind of did everything you could on a horse. Then my mom started to specialize in the hunters and jumpers more, my dad in the reining more. So then I just I went to the hunters and jumpers and showed ponies and horses and all the way through my amateur years and everything. Uh, in the meantime, when I was like 10, I started showing reining. So from the time I was 10 until shortly before I had Carly, about now 16 years ago, I uh, did both the hunters and jumpers and the reiners. That's pretty amazing that two families came together. And, and I think your husband actually went lived in Italy for a while. And when he came back, the two of you rekindled friendship, eventually romance, got married, but brought together two really incredible families. Talk about like that dynamic is, is just amazing, I think. Oh, thank you. Um, you know, we're so proud of our kids. They, not, not even as much for what they've accomplished as far as winning. They've been crazy su- successful and obviously very proud of that, but they genuinely love what they do. They love horses. They love the sports that they're in. Carly has a strong, strong passion for the hunters and jumpers and the rainers as well. I mean, she loves doing that as well. It's just she doesn't have as much time as she used to because she's jumping so much. And uh, Cade's, uh, ever since he was real young, you know, he would go to the barn when he was in high school and ride his rainers before he had to go to school because he had basketball practice after school. So there wasn't enough time in the day if he didn't ride in the morning. So they both really have a strong love for horses and a love for what they do and I mean you can't you can't be successful at this without having that that's true what about are they competitive are they are they I know both families are very competitive I I know when you guys all get together you even have competitive sports for fun going on right so so is there a lot of that in the in the family is there a lot of like desire to win Oh yeah, every everything's a competition in our family. <laughs> everything it doesn't matter what it is or what we're doing. Somehow they're gonna gamble on it, bet on it, prove they can beat the other one. Yeah, Tom and Cade golf a lot together, and they're always exchanging twenty dollar bills walking off the golf course. So I think it's uh, everything is a competition in our lives, but we're lucky because it uh, is a competition in things that we love doing. Talk to us about the love of the horse. It's obviously in both sides of the family, and and they're obviously very important to you. How how do you keep them healthy and well, and and keep them going, and give them longevity in their careers? Well, you know, it's a uh, it's something that's very important to. I was raised that way by my parents, and Tom has a strong compassion for horses as well. And so, uh, actually, when we built our last place, we built it sort of around that. We have an aqua tread, we have a saltwater spa, we have a theraplate, we have a magna wave, we have lasers, we have all the things that you need to make your horse feel better. And when we originally built, we built it just for our private use. Uh, we have a lot of vets around us that send horses to use all that stuff as well. And, and I'm thankful for that. So, you know, it's real important to us. Beamer machines, wrapping legs, pulsing at night, all the things that we can do because they're athletes and without them, we have nothing. <laughs> so it's great to be a McCutcheon horse. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope so. We owe everything to them. So I, we try to make it great for them. Tell me a little bit about some of the greatest honors you've received. I, I was going to read off all your accomplishments and and the list would have been a whole segment all on its own just just to read them off so tell us what was kind of the greatest accomplishment for you and do you still have a a bucket list or you've just had such an amazing career well you know with the hunters and jumpers and stuff I had quite a few championships and wins that I'm proud of you know I won uh, the talent derby at Gladstone I was I won the winner's stake at Harrisburg you know a couple different things like that Uh, with the Rainers I'd have to say being a Hall of Fame member is a big thing for me. And uh, being on the team that won the gold medal at Normandy and the individual bronze for me, those are those are right up there with what the biggest things for me. You know, I've won our non-pro fraternity 10 times and that's pretty, the 10th one was pretty cool. So, you know, just, just things like that. Uh, obviously, I'd like to, I'm a $3 million rider. I'd like to get to four, I guess. <laughs> Another million would be great. Yeah, exactly. So for me, you know, we do a lot with young horses. So right now we're bringing our three-year-olds up for the first time here at this horse show. And every year of the year, 
it's a new thing and you're learning another young one. And so I think that's what keeps it fresh for us is doing the young horses. Amazing. And how, how do you like WEC? And, and this, this particular show's obviously brought some top names and, um, and really exceptional riders. Yeah, this, uh, this facility is second to none. I mean, like, how amazing. You never have to leave. I almost didn't rent a car, but <laughs> I thought it would be a good idea. But, I mean, like, you never have to leave. You can get whatever you want here, including there's going to be a medical center soon. There's another hotel going in. I mean, your shoes don't get dirty. Your cars don't get dirty. The stalls are amazing. The horses are so comfortable, so healthy, so happy. You know, the mattresses they can sleep on. I could take a nap in there with them. So everything has been great. And uh, Vinny welcomed us with open arms. He's been so accommodating, at least for us, and friendly and checking on us. So it's a it's an amazing place. What they've done is simply amazing. <laughs> well, I think it's incredible the way your family does this together obviously loves the horses and puts the horses first and you your husband and your kids have accomplished so much congratulations hats off to you and thank you for sharing this amazing sport with us and our listeners thank you and thank you for having carly on when she was here last summer i appreciate that she enjoyed it that was wonderful thank you hall of famer mandy mccutcheon here with us at world equestrian center for the north american reigning stakes i'm louisa barton for the horse talk show the presenting sponsor of this portion of the Horse Talk Show is brought to you by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Thank you to Larson Farms, our TV broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. Also, thank you to supporting sponsors, Nirvana Medical Spa, Equine Therapy International, TT Distributors, Summit Joint Performance, Equigreen, Midnight Rose Equestrian, the Florida Horse Park, Horse Farms Forever, and the Equine Performance and Innovative Center. Having an air conditioner that works well in Florida is a must. Experience peace of mind by working with Florida HVAC Services, a family-owned and operated company taking pride in always putting their customers first. Providing air conditioner repair, installation, and maintenance services on all makes and models. For those suffering from allergies or asthma, air quality testing is recommended and hospital-grade air filters are available. Ask about a pure air filtration system today. Check them out at flhvacservices.com or like them on Facebook. Florida HVAC Services, serving all of North Central Florida with honesty, integrity, and the highest value of workmanship. And that's 100% guaranteed. This hour of the Horse Talk Show is presented by Palm Chevrolet in Ocala, where the entire team is committed to making your experience in sales and service hassle-free and easier than ever with no games or gimmicks. Come in and visit on Southwest College Road or online at palmchevrolet.com. A second-to-none experience with all the amenities. Palm Chevy, find new roads. This show is brought to you in part by Seminole Feed Stores, family-owned since 1934. Manufacturing fixed-formula horse feeds with mindful monitoring and quality ingredients right here in Ocala in an all-natural, non-medicated feed mill. Seminole Feed, simply the world's best and safest feed. Like them on Facebook now or find them at SeminoleFeed.com. My name is Dr. Natalie Solomon. I formulated Equigreen with cutting-edge science and technology alongside the passion that is represented by a lifelong love of horses. I created a product that I would trust for my horses because they deserve nothing but the best for their bodies. Horses rely on us to take care of them, to love them, to respect them. This is how Equigreen came to life. Equigreen, CBD for your horse that you can trust. The Horse Talk Show broadcasts from the CEP's equine studios in downtown Ocala in the horse capital. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. 
I'm Louisa Barton for the Horse Talk Show and Equus Television. And we're here in Indiana at a very, very beautiful farm, the Triple E Farm. And we've had a chance to visit um, with really somebody that I'm just starting to idolize from her experiences and her her uh, choices to uh, and the, the mission really that she's going on to bring awareness to the plight of the Mustangs. And of course, being a Mustang owner, I may uh, a huge supporter of anything we can do to help them. So I'm here with Lisa Fia, and we call her Lisa No Fear because we think that's appropriate. And I want to talk a little bit, first of all, about her background and then a little bit about her before we actually talk about the ride across the United States of America. Lisa, it's lovely to have you with us. We had you with us uh, by phone, but it's much better to be here in person by far. Um, share a little bit of your childhood and background and kind of what has brought you into the horse world and to the love of the horse? Yeah, so I am actually sixth generation to Wyoming. I grew up on a 55,000 acre cattle ranch out there, and it's really hard for a lot of people to wrap wrap their head around. Right now, I'm currently on the Mustang Discovery Ride. I started in Delaware, and one of the fun facts about Delaware is the entire state is about the same size as my county <laughs> back home. So that was a great start, and uh, you know I'm about a thousand miles into this. I think uh, today might actually be the day where we cross over the thousand mile, the thousand mile mark. Yeah, uh, on my way to California. So really incredible. My horses are feeling really good right now, and I'm just super grateful and thankful uh, that. All my past has gotten me here. It's It's been quite a ride, um, like a lot of people's life, I'm sure. But this one just took me in a crazy turn. So you started out as a young child on 55,000 acres with a family of cattle ranchers, right? Yeah, yeah. And that, you know, every day you're on your horse. And I think, um, so my family no longer has their ranch. And part of me has always just been trying to get back to that livelihood where you're working with your horse and you have a job to go do every day. I just didn't know it was going to be riding 5,000 miles across the country. <laughs> now, as a, as a child growing up, did you, were you around Mustangs at all? No. So Mustangs really weren't allowed on the ranch at all. Uh, my grandfather ended up breeding quarter horses. And so that was kind of the big thing out there. And he just referred to the Mustang as the desert rat. And so, uh, yeah, it wasn't until college that, you know, I was desperate for money and I was willing to like, uh, ride any horse I could along the way. And so one of my clients approached me and she's like, Hey, would you ride my Mustang? And I was like, sure. <laughs> like well, I that desert rat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I guess I could ride it. Like, I don't know if it's worth it, you know, but, um, that little mare just revolutionized my life. I mean, uh, she showed me just how sweet and kind these horses can be. And uh, within a month, I was actually signed up for an extreme Mustang makeover, which is a competition where uh, you get a random horse that's never been touched by a human hand thrown into your trailer and you're told, good luck. We'll see you in 100 days. And so that was my horse, Finn, which I think you got to be familiar with a little bit today. Yeah. <laughs> I think I already told you if he went missing, you'd know where to look, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, Finn really changed my life and in such a positive light that I just wanted to give back to these horses any way I could. There's 50,000 of them in holding corrals out west, and I just wanted to see them in good, loving homes because these horses are capable of just so much. They certainly are, and so versatile for so many different things, which I think the Mustang Makeover really shows people, you know, how much they can do and how many different sports they can be involved in and, and you know, how, how versatile the breed is, really. Yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty eye-opening for people. I have to ride through cities, and I mean, I've rode these horses right through the smack dab middle of Washington, D.C. Uh, most recently, I just went through Cincinnati not too long ago, and that was pretty mind-boggling for a lot of people. But uh, my horses are so awesome, and it's so great because it, it opens up that conversation, which is the whole point, because these are America's horses. Like, everyone who's a tax-paying American is paying for the care of these horses and holding facilities out west. And so this is really bringing uh, America's horses to America, uh, sometimes right to their backyard. <laughs> Absolutely. So as you're going through this journey across the country, obviously you're meeting a lot of really, really interesting people, a lot of different people. Do you actually like have to show up at people's doorsteps and be like, knock, knock, we need some help. Is there any room at the inn kind of thing? Yeah. So one of the most amazing things about this journey uh, has just been how much faith it has restored in humanity for me. So uh, to get to California, 
You know, like I have so much going on logistically that I just can't plan out every single stop. And so the majority of the time I have a set amount of miles that I have to make in a day. And once I make those miles, like then I just start looking for doors to knock on. And it's been really incredible. Uh, people are very confused when they open the door and there's like a herd of three Mustangs standing behind me and I'm all dressed up in my cowgirl get up and uh, asking for a place to like pitch my tent and put up my electric fence for the horses in their yard. And, uh, you know, I've I've knocked on hundreds of doors now and I've only ever been turned away twice and everyone else has just been super amazing. So just really remarkable. Um all across the country. I just, I can't say enough good about Americans right now. People just say, hey, yeah, we got a place for you. We'll find a place for you and, and help you. That's wonderful. Yeah, you know, and sometimes, like, they'll even offer up, like, laundry or a shower, and, like, those are really big perks along the trail. So if you see me and you offer laundry or a shower, I'll definitely take you up on that. <laughs> that's a good one. Tell us about um, each horse that's in your your herd, and then tell us about the mule and a and, uh, names age and just a little background on yeah so finn is the one that started everything for me that's who you were on today he is a 11 year old from calico mountains nevada and i started him as a three-year-old um so i've known him for about eight years i call him my family minivan he's pretty much safe for anyone to ride and uh, he's the best ambassador mustangs could ever ask for um, the next horse is the main horse that I ride. Everyone always is in love with him because he's the big, solid, beautiful buckskin. Uh, I kind of call him like the star quarterback of the team. But, you know, like his teachers are all giving him pity sees because like he he would fail his classes otherwise <laughs> and not be able to play on the team. Uh, but, you know, he's always there for me when I need him. He's an incredible athlete. And then uh, I have Pistachio, and just like the name sounds, he's quite the nut. Uh, if there was ever a horse that had ADHD, it is that one. Uh, but he's just so good-hearted about everything and all of his little shenanigans. He makes the darkest day a brighter, brighter day. And then we have Abilene, the mule, and she's actually the whole reason why I'm actually out here on the trail. Uh, Wild-born mules are super hard and rare to find. Uh, there's not a whole lot of herd management areas that overlap. Um, donkeys and horses for a mule to be conceived in the wild. And so they're really hard to get a hold of. And I searched seven years for her. And uh, once I found her, I was like, wow, I have this unicorn. Like, I want to show this unicorn off off to the world. And it just kind of snowballed into me riding 5,000 miles across the country for 5,000 Mustangs and mule stings. But those ones are pretty rare. So mostly the Mustangs. Yeah. Mule stings. Yeah. I, I, that's, the, that's the term I'm coining for that's sure. Good. Yeah. Yeah, you should. That's perfect. Mule stang. I love it. So you and and the four, off you go, and the dogs, and travel across the the entire country, starting in Delaware, going all the way to California by, the plan is November, right? Yeah. Yeah, so right now I've got to make about 100 miles a week to make it to November in time because, I mean, I just don't want to become the next Donner Party crossing Donner Pass there outside of Tahoe. So, yeah, I need to get there before the snow comes in. My gosh. So talk to us a little bit about weather and about how you kind of have dealt with um, some. Actually, we just have less than a minute left in this segment. So hold that thought, but think weather. Um, I also want to learn a little bit about thing, and maybe that was one for the parts of the ride. But we'll come back with Lisa and Fear in just a minute on the Horse Talk Show and Equus Television. I'm Louisa Barton. We'll be right back. Thank you to the presenting sponsor of this portion of the Horse Talk Show, Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Thank you to our TV broadcast sponsor, Larson Farms, Idaho's finest alfalfa. Also, thank you to supporting sponsors, Nirvana Medical Spa, TT Distributors, Summit Joint Performance, Equigreen, Midnight Rose Equestrian, the Florida Horse Park, Horse Farms Forever, and the Equine Performance and Innovative Center.
This hour of the Horse Talk Show is presented by Palm Chevrolet in Ocala, where the entire team is committed to making your experience in sales and service hassle-free and easier than ever with no games or gimmicks. Come in and visit on Southwest College Road or online at palmchevrolet.com. A second-to-none experience with all the amenities. Palm Chevy, find new roads. The Equine Performance and Innovative Center, situated on 30 pristine acres in the horse capital of the world, is one of the finest and most complete conditioning and rehab centers for equines and canines in the nation, including an equine hyperbaric chamber, aqua pacer, water treadmill, cold water leg spa, equine swimming pool, Eurosizer, and more. Epic equine veterinarians specializing in rehab and conditioning. For more information, go to epcrehab.com or find them on social media. This show was brought to you in part by TT Distributors, dedicated to bringing their customers the largest selection of quality horse supplements, products, and farrier supplies in Florida at affordable prices. Also online at ttdistributors.com. The Horse Talk Show broadcasts from the CEP's equine studios in downtown Ocala in the horse capital. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. Here at the Equine Performance and Innovative Center with Dr. Alberto Rolan, Louisa Barton here. Uh, we've been going through my paces as a horse here at uh, the rehab facility. Dr. Rolan is now going to tell us a little bit about laser and something I didn't know until today. I'm very well. Well, Lisa, do you know that laser actually start, um, st stands for something? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wow. That's it. A good blooper. That's wow. a blooper. Okay. <laughs> okay, cut. One more time. <laughs> Luisa, do you know that laser actually stands for something? I do now. I just found out. Three, trivia question. <laughs> All right, let's see if I can practice it because it took me a long time to figure this out. You know my accent, no, no. my English language, no, no. but you know I'm foreigners, <laughs> the, the whole thing. Okay. So, so the L stands for laser amplification. No, excuse me. The L stands for L, for light. Light, light, light amplification, amplification, stimulated by emission, by emission of, of radiation. radiation. <laughs> Laser. You've got me trained. You got it. You got it. Very good. That was good. Now you just have so, to laser me. So let's laser you. While I laser, I want to talk a little bit about the therapy itself because uh, you're going to hear the 10... I don't know, probably 10,000 different type of lasers out there. And to be quite honest, all of them are probably pretty good if you use them at the right dose. And that is, that is the trick. And another trivia question is that now we're starting to move a little bit from using the word laser treatment to something more complicated that's called biophotomodulation. Ah, don't worry about it, they're making it very complicated. Anyway, so basically, there are many classes of laser. You're going to hear people talking about one, two, three, four. I'm not going to give you a huge class about which one are they. We have class fours and we have lower classes as well. Um, it basically is named, another trivia question, how it affects the eye. A class four affects the eye a lot more than a class two or a class one. Good. All right. This particular one. So, are you going to laser resurface my face today? Um, no, I'm going to just work on your knee. The cool, the cool thing about the one that we're going to use right now, it can be used on people as well. Mm -hmm. right? And actually, most lasers can be used on people, um, horses, dogs, hmm. etc. So, what does it do? So, we put it to the surface and then we start giving a dose of light. So, we give a dose. So, it is like a medication, you calculate the dose based on the size mm -hmm. of the problem and also on the problem itself. So you calculate by the square centimeter and then you move around mm -hmm. and you provide the right amount of dose. And we use the laser to rehab skin lesions, mm -hmm. tendons, joints. Mm -hmm. And this particular one is very cool because I'm going to change I'm going to actually show you something really cool. So you're pressing a lot of buttons. I am pressing a lot of buttons because I'm trying to figure out... I need to turn it off first. 
Then we're going to turn it on. Mm -hmm. Now for something like my, my knee scar here, is this something that laser does any, any, any good on a horse if a horse you know, has a scar that a person wants to, um, wants to get rid of? The laser that we are working on here is mostly for injuries okay. or for wounds. The, there are other type of lasers that you can go to the surgeon and they can do laser surgery. That's a whole different thing. So this is gotcha. called cold laser. Okay. Plastic surgeons use a CO2 laser to cut and repair. Make sense? Yes. Okay, good. Now, so another cool thing of this particular laser is that it has what we call a blue light. And they have found out that if there's a skin infection or an infection going on, this blue light is actually antibacterial. So, yeah, it, it kills bacteria. That's it's, yes, 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 it's very, very convenient. So let's say, let's assume your wound was infected or slightly infected. Mm -hmm. You could treat it with laser. And as a matter of fact, we had a horse recently here that had a bacterial infection who was resistant to most antibiotics. So we put the horse in the hyperbaric chamber and we gave the blue light laser and the horse healed beautiful. That's amazing. Now, how mm -hmm. often would you have to do this blue light and for how long? To And would it depend upon the type of infection, yeah. how big, how, yeah. how... But you might see uh, improvement in one treatment or several? As, interestingly, sometimes you see a little improvement in one treatment, which is... it was kind of surprising for me because you say oh one treatment but you can still see the edges getting a little bit of blood and getting a little better obviously we recommend 10 as the minimum one is not going to be enough but you can see a little bit of improvement sometimes with just one incredible anything else to add on laser there's a lot to add on laser there's a lot of research going on out there right now laser topic is a hot topic both for people and for horses and one of my teachings to my clients is that all lasers will probably serve the purpose that you need. You just need to make sure that you have the proper intensity and the proper dose. And some of them penetrate deeper than others. So you have to be mindful of which one is gonna stay on the skin, which is gonna go deeper in the muscle or deeper and deeper. So there's a lot of, there's research that can tell you and we can definitely help you with that as well. Wonderful, thank you, Dr. Milan. We're now going on to some wet rehab, taking uh, it over to the treadmill. Uh, and the salt water therapy, so I'm looking forward to that. Dr. Alberto Rulan from Equine Performance and Innovative Center. Excellent, Peter. He uh, he's a good guy. I got he to meet him. He is a good guy. He is a good guy. So it seems a little odd to say see you next year, but we literally will. Yeah, see we're you. done. We're not going to see you for the rest of the year. We're not going to see you for the rest, rest of, of the, the entire year. That's right. So, so um, you're going to have to deal with it. Yeah, hopefully you won't miss us too much. <laughs> I hope people have really wonderful plans um, for the new year. 2023 is going to be the best year ever, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Absolutely, no doubt. We have great things ahead of us. We're going to have lots and lots of great guests lined up for you for the uh, for, for next year. So tune in. Yes. Same bat channel. <laughs> yes. And, and shout out to um, the donkey whisperer, because apparently people don't know that an ass is actually the proper term for a donkey, but it really is. And um, just some great people that we've had on the show this year. Thank you to all of our guests. Mm -hmm. um, thank you to our new sponsors and sponsors that have been with us since the absolute very beginning. Um, and we, we welcome the new sponsors for next year. We do indeed. And um, just really met some wonderful people this year. Really, really blessed to have made some new friends like Dancing Pete. And, Louisa Barton. That's right. Louisa Barton. And um, just really been uh, been a real, a real blessing to make some great new connections and have had some wonderful people on the show. And we're going to have a lot more coming. If Lots you didn't get fun. a horse for Christmas. Cry. Beg. Steal. No, I'm joking. <laughs> and uh, so we'll we'll be back uh, a week from today, uh, live for real, with some live guests that Peter will line up for us. <laughs> Put me on the spot. <laughs> That's his new assignment. So whether you are in Ocala or Marion not, County or not, of the world or not, happy horsing around until the same time next week and happy New Year. See you next year. Mm -hmm.